Hi, my name is Nikki. My name is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed Crime Crime Stories, Stories. a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and take turns telling each other the story that keeps us up at stories that keep us up at night. (laughs) Oh, wow. Was it because I was staring at you? Uh, No, I just, I don't know. I got, I don't know. We all know that I mess it up every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. We're human. We're human. I'm only human. So uh, how's everybody doing this evening? Good, good, good. I'm good. detoxing off of coffee a little bit. Mm. So, I've actually got myself down to just one cup a day, which is I'm on two shots a day. It's good for me. Two shots, two, two shots, shots a day. day. That is it's impressive for you. Five. five, five. Yeah. But then again, sometimes I I, I will have a, a Red Bull to kind of perk me up. <laughs> But I'm like, the my boy, treat, the treat yourself Red Bull, huh? My boyfriend will be like, he'll he'll grab the bigger one. And I'm like, no, we just need a little one because mm-hmm. I only drink like half of it, put it in the fridge and I'll have the rest mm-hmm. of the next day. Nice. Even though you're not supposed to do that. But, yeah, you know, that's all right. You just need a little. Who's going to know the, you know, Red Bull police. Right. <laughs> well, Charlie. I'm going to tell the Red Bull police. Um, yeah. So I'm going to kick things off tonight with our true crime headlines. So the first one is from the Washington Post. It was published on June 8th, 2021. And the headline reads, British police officer pleads guilty to kidnap and rape of Sarah Everard, a case that outraged the nation. And I would say not just the nation of the the UK, the whole world. That pissed me off. Yeah. So a British police officer has pled guilty to the kidnapping and rape of 33-year-old 33-year-old Sarah Everard, who went missing while walking home from a friend's house in London on the night of March 3rd. One week after she vanished, her body was found in a bag in a woodland, found in a bag in woodland in the county of Kent. So, yeah, um, the officer has actually, was actually only a police officer since 2018. Um, He was charged with kidnapping and killing Everard, and on Tuesday he admitted to the kidnapping. And murder. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, and raping her. Because, you know. Why not? I think we should just cut his... <sighs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's my first story. And the second one is just as cheery. Um, and this one is from People.com. This was published on June 16th, 2021. Um, and the headline on this reads, Compassionate New Jersey woman who fed underprivileged people is fatally shot by husband in a murder-suicide. So friends and family are mourning the loss of Artoria Frazier, who's also known as D, who is a beloved community volunteer with underprivileged people in New Jersey, who was a victim in an apparent murder-suicide at the hands of her husband. Um, And it seems that this happened on May 30th. When police arrived, they found the bodies of Frazier, 48, and her 54-year-old husband, Wayne Hylton. Police have not released any additional details about their deaths, but do say that an investigation is ongoing. So, yeah, just good stuff. Awful. This was in Haynesport, New Jersey. That is horrible. Terrible. Absolutely. Absolutely terrible. So, yeah, you know, fun stuff. They're not great. People, they're not great. All right. So now that we are done with our true crime headlines, I'm going to kick it over to Nikki for tonight's bed crime story i'm really excited about this week's story it's kind of short okay um but i have a question for you guys mm-hmm. have you ever seen jennifer's body yes no 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 i don't like megan fox doing the story that it was based on yeah wait i don't like megan fox either oh you said you don't like megan fox i love megan fox no. and it's actually it's a really good movie it yeah is. so no, it i, it, I always, it looked weird to me so I was, I was like Meh. it is but it's good it, it reminds me you know what it, the 
it reminds me a lot of Supernatural. Kind of like that dark, hum- like the dark darkness, but then it's got like gotcha. funny like parts. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to watch it at first because I thought it was very scary. Mm. But it wasn't scary at all. Gotcha. Okay. So I was like, I was like, okay, I all liked right, it. All right. Well, now that I know the source material after you tell the story, maybe it'll entice yeah, me to it's watch. It's on uh, Hulu right so. now. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Because I watched it last week when I started writing my story. <laughs> so um, today my sources are medium.com, thelineup.com, and KSP, oh, KSBY.com, which is a news in California. Gotcha. So, my question was, has anybody ever seen Jennifer's body? <laughs> but if you haven't, Megan Fox stars as a high school uh, a high schooler who becomes uh, demonically possessed when a uh, rock band botches an attempt to sacrifice her to Satan. Afterwards, she takes revenge on her male classmates by going on a bloody killing spree and picking them off one by one. Huh. So, a lot of people have noticed the film bears some sim- uh, surprising similarities to a real-life murder of Elise Poller. Okay. So, when I saw this, I was like, oh, my God, I gotta do this. <laughs> and it's just... it It's it's short because there's not... It's kind of like the selfie killer. It is what it is. Right, right, right. Like, there's not... Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, on the evening of July 22nd, 1995, 15-year-old Elise left her home to hang out with three teenage boys. Jacob DeLashmit, who's 16, Joseph Fiorella, who was 15, and Royce Casey, who was 17, to smoke marijuana. Okay. But, you know, back in the day. 95, that was, yes, like, you know, In California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, I mean, you look at California now, and it's all rec- recreational, so. Mm-hmm. But later that evening, Jacob removed his belt and used it to strangle Elise. Royce held down Elise while she struggled. Meanwhile, Joseph pulled out a hunting knife and stabbed her in the neck multiple times. Eventually, the other two took turns with the blade. So, yeah. So, at school, the boys openly bragged to acquaintances about committing the murder and the necrophilia, but nobody took them seriously. Oof. So, nobody believed in what they were saying. Yeah. Wow. So for eight months, Elise's body remained in a eucalyptus grove, which I had to look it up because, it, like, I just eucalyptus. When you think yeah, eucalyptus, yeah. you think like you think, well, I think relaxing. Oh well, yeah. I mean, yeah, true. Like I was just like, oh, that just sounds like it'd be so beautiful, but <laughs> but her body remained in a eucalyptus grove on the Neopomo Mesa near her home in Arroyo Grande, California. One of the boys, Royce, then led the authorities to her badly decomposed body in March of 1996. Shit. Because you have to think she's been sitting outside for eight months. Yeah. Royce told investigators that Elise cried out for her mother while being attacked. Oh, my God. She was on the ground praying to God and calling for her mom. So a forensic pathologist who performed an autopsy on Elise's body uh, concluded she was stabbed at least 12 times. Jesus. None of the individual wounds were fatal, he testified. Meaning she slowly bled to death. Oh my god. That was the saddest. The saddest. So after Elise bled to death, um, they raped her corpse. And then the boys apparently returned to the corpse and had sex with it on several occasions. Wow. Wow. Um, So Roy said Joseph and Jacob plotted Elise's slaying for more than a month, talking about it often while they played death metal music in a band they called uh, Hatred. 
The band was styled after a group called Slayer, whose albums featured lyrics about the devil and sacrificing virgins. Uh, Joseph, according to Royce, had several books on Satanism. So one of my specific questions to Royce said one of the investigators was why. Royce answered, it was to receive power from the devil to help them play guitar better. So it was some like devil went down to Georgia shit they thought they were doing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. By making this perfect sacrifice to the devil, they would gain more craziness or nuts, as he said, said an investigator, continuing to relate Royce's comments to him. That would make them play harder and play faster. And by making this perfect sacrifice to the devil, it might help them, quote, professional. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it said Elisa's killing um, had been plotted once before, Royce said. Uh, Joseph Jacob and another teenager had earlier nearly carried out a plan to kill Elise. Why this girl, though? Oh, we're going to find out. So in a plot similar to that which led to the girl's death, Royce told investigators the trio enticed Elise from her home and walked to a spot on the mesa where there was a steep ravine. One of the boys pretended to slip down the ravine as a route to get Elise to the bottom. Joseph then tossed a knife the same one used in her her eventual killing. Mm. The other teen, however, just stood there while Joseph and Jacob were uh, saying, do it, do it. Roy said Elise must have thought that they were joking around and didn't report it. So Royce told mm. prosecutors the trio plotted to kill Elise since she was a blonde hair and blue eyes and because she was a virgin, which would be a perfect sacrifice for the devil. Wow. And she's so pretty. Such a pretty girl. Like 15. So, according to investigators, Roy said she, uh, he had came forward partly because of his newfound religious beliefs, but he testified he also believed Jacob and Joseph planned to kill again. They told him she wouldn't be the only one, there would be others. Royce feared he might be the next victim because he had tried to distance himself from them. I get that. Yeah. So, so he didn't, he didn't say, like, I don't feel like he was like, he, he wasn't sorry that it happened. He was just like, they're going to kill me too. So I guess I better turn these people in. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what it sounds like to that's me. That's what it kind of sounds like to me. Yeah. yeah. So it says a lyric from the band Slayer said, if you're not with us, you may no longer exist. A few years after the murder, Jacob and Joseph told uh, Entertainment Weekly that Slayer's music had nothing to do with the murder and that the murder was not intended as a satanic sacrifice. But court records show that before his sentencing, Joseph told a probation officer he had been influenced by Slayer's music. And in his confessions to investigators, Roy said the teams referred to themselves as Satan's children and had discussed killing Elise in a devil worship ceremony. Jacob himself stated in a Washington Post interview, the music is destructive, but that's not why Elise was murdered. She was murdered because Joe was obsessed with her and obsessed with killing her. So the case uh, garnered national attention after Elise's parents filed a lawsuit against the band Slayer, which claimed the band's music and basically made these kids murder. Influenced this. Yeah, Yeah, they influenced it. So David and... um, Lisa Ann uh, Poller claimed that the Slayer songs Postmortem and Dead Skin Mask gave the three detailed instructions to stalk, rape, torture, murder, and commit acts of necrophilia on their daughter. The lawsuit was originally filed in 1996, but was delayed until 2000 when the killer's trial was concluded. The initial case was originally thrown out. The judge stating there's not a legal position that could have been taken that would make Slayer responsible for the girl's death. Correct. He said, where do you draw the, draw the line? Mm-hmm. You might as well start looking through the library at every book on the shelf. Yep. Which, I mean... He's 100% true. He's yeah. 100% correct. Right. 
So undeterred, the uh, Pollers launched a second lawsuit claiming that Slayer knowingly distributed harmful material to minors. No. So this always reminds me of, what is it, Grand Theft Auto? Mm, That mm -hmm. people are always like, when people do bad, like when kids do bad things, they always blame it on Grand Theft Auto. And I'm like, it's it's a game. Like, if people can't tell the difference between a game and real life, then Mm. like... There's a lot more happening there's, there. There's a bigger issue than that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So it says, in 2001, in a uh, ruling eagerly watched by the entertainment industry, a judge said lyrics written by the heavy metal band may have been offensive, but they did not indicate three teens to murder. Agreed. Slayer's lyrics are repulsive and profane, Burke wrote in his 14-page decision, but they do not uh, direct or instruct listeners to commune the acts that resulted in the uh, vicious torture murder of Elise Poller. Wow. I so, agree. Yeah. Burke also ruled that the music is not harmful to children as plaintiffs alleged. Therefore, he added, it is not illegal to sell or market the product, and it is protected by the First Amendment. Sure is. The three boys later pleaded no contest and were sentenced to 26 years to life in prison for the murder. So as of June of this year, June like, 2021. Okay. I was like, like, like today, June? Because it's yeah, June. Yeah, June. Okay. Royce Casey, now 43, was granted parole stability. Now that he's basically been, like, given the chance of parole, the Board of Parolee Hearing staff have 90 days to look over the facts, and then the governor has 30 days to review it and decide what's next. Dang. Yeah. So it says the family feels okay about Royce getting out. He's shown remorse. He's been apologetic, and he's done everything right and really tried to reform himself. Said Alan uh, Hutkins, which is the, the Palmer family attorney. Hutkins said Casey has been an honorable inmate and earned a college degree. Um, San Luis County District Attorney Dan Dow penned a letter to the governor asking him to deny Rolls' parole. He said, our community really deserves to know that this person, before he is released, has not only be, uh, been rehabilitated, but he understands and accepts the weight of the responsibility that he had as the oldest person of the three juveniles that brutally mm. murdered Elise Palm- Palmer. Yeah. That makes sense. He was the oldest. And therefore, you would think had the most sense of what they were doing. Yeah. So it says if he's released, he reportedly plans to move to Los Angeles and work in drug counseling. Yeah. Change your name. Yes. (laughs) Kevin uh, McReynolds, Royce's lawyer, said in a statement, had we known then what we know now about adolescent brain development, Royce's case would likely have remained in the juvenile justice system. Nevertheless, his transformation over the past 24 years has been the most genuine and profound that I've ever witnessed. He has so much more to offer. I look forward to learning more from him. Mm. Okay. So for Jacob, he's scheduled um, basically parole uh, parole hearing in December of 2024. And Joseph um, had has his scheduled for July of 2022 after voluntarily waiving his right to a hearing for one year. Hmm. So... I thought it was interesting that he waived it. But this is from the lineup, and I thought that this was a really good way to end the story. Um, it says, with violent bandmates, a victimized teenage girl, and a satanic cult, there are clear parallels between this chilling story and the horror movie Jennifer's Body. Although there are some profoundly silly elements to the movie, there's something undeniably satisfying about seeing a teenage girl turn the tables and take the power back from her tormentors. Something that Elise, unfortunately, never had the opportunity to do. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that is my story this week. 
Shit. Taller. Well, I will tell you, you have influenced me to go and watch Jennifer's Body. I watched it and it was a really good movie. Interesting. It is. And because she so does, she good. takes revenge on those who did what they did to her. Interesting. And it's it's an it's it's a really good movie. It is, yeah. yeah. I think you'll like it. All you right. will. All right. All right. All it's right. not super it's not super scary. Yeah. No. I watched it, so and I yeah. watched it by myself and I was like it's probably like one of my favorites right now. Yes. Too. Hmm. And the one of the things that I was also reading about that movie is like they thought that it was gonna be as like this big movie when it first came out and yeah. nobody really and it kind of has gained like a cult following behind it. I did I did know that about it. And also, isn't the director of that somebody hold on. Diablo Cody. She's the writer of it. Diablo Cody is the writer of it. She's the one who wrote Orange is the New Black. Mm. Yeah. Cause they basically wanted it to be more of like a feminist. Yeah. But then they sexualized Jennifer a little bit. Mm, well, but you know. Welcome to the media. Well, very good story, Nikki. Thanks. Thank you so much for that one. I'm like I said, I am. I'm gonna go watch Jennifer's body now. I'm all in on Jennifer's body, which sounds really weird. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. Okay, I guess that's it for that's this it. week's episode. So yeah. find us on social media, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. The uh, sun's still out. <laughs> the sun is still out. I know, it's a miracle. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Stories, Gmail, at pod at gmail.com. Um, and rate, review, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Send us feedback via gmail as well that would be kind of cool too and um one of my favorite things is when you guys email us and give us story suggestions or just touch base and say hi that's really fun so we have another listener story coming up very soon so um stay tuned for that and uh, i think that's it for this week so thank you guys so much for everything and for listening and for for hanging out with us every single week we love you all please be kind to one another we will talk to you all next week but until then sweet sweet dreams. dreams our theme song is the song industrial music box by kevin mcleod at incompetech.com licensed under creative commons by attribution 3.0 creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.